The Driving While Awesome podcast is recorded live to SD card at the Beeline Motor Club in Santa Cruz, California. Where am I and where are you? Can you imagine like, his head <laughs> I being can't. inside his little no. head? Egocidal vehiculum. There's no doubt Corvettes are fast. But what about the people that put their fingers over the license? Keichi <laughs> Tsuchiya. <laughs> Those cars have such a cute little face, you know? It's like a little, like a little salamander or something, you know? I'm riding dirty right now. Offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. If you don't win, you don't pay. All you have to do is download the app, snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, get matched to an experienced lawyer, and you won't pay for the ticket. Enter code AWESOME to get a nice discount. The fourth annual Velocity Invitational returns to Sonoma Raceway November 10 through 12 for three days of incredible on-track action in the heart of wine country. The world-class motorsports and lifestyle event hosts an unparalleled lineup of the rarest cars in the world in a family-friendly and luxurious atmosphere. To celebrate McLaren's 60th anniversary, McLaren will host a large display of McLaren cars from its heritage collection, many never seen in North America. McLaren Formula One driver Lando Norris, as well as Aero McLaren IndyCar Series drivers Pato Award, Alexander Rossi, and Tony Kanaan will also join the festivities. All four drivers will participate in autograph sessions and interactive activities throughout the weekend and take to the track in historic McLaren race cars. Modern hypercars, historic Formula One race cars, Can-Am, popular vintage racing groups, the Mustangs versus Minis, Enduro, and McLaren's historic and modern cars will take on Sonoma's challenging 12-turn road course, throughout the weekend. In addition to great on-track action, attendees 21 and over will enjoy some of the area's finest food and wine in the Taylor Farm Sip and Savor Pavilion. A variety of ticket packages and single-day event passes are now available for purchase at VelocityInvitational.com. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. My name is Lane. I'm Nick. And I'm Clark. <laughs> hey. hey Nick and Clark. Did it. Uh, Nick looked like a deer in headlights, dude. Yeah. I just am never, I don't know how many times I've been on the show. I'm never sure which way the rotation is going. You going. If it goes from <laughs> Warren to me, where else would it go? But it could maybe jump to Clark. We could zigzag. zigzag. Like yeah. star pattern. And I'm looking sure. at you like, <laughs> I'm not making eye contact with anyone else. <laughs> I thought you were just gazing in my direction. Oh, shoegazer. Shoegazer. Welcome, Clark. Thank you. Nick, welcome. Thank you. Uh, what do you got there? We we just opened this bottle of, um, it's not really great for the podcast material here, but uh, a Mount Fuji lookalike sake bottle. It is, and that's why I bought it. I bought it for the bottle, not for the, the contents. It's a blue glass bottle shaped like a Fujisan with a white <laughs> plastic. Don't say Fujisan. Fujisan. It, it means Fuji Mountain. I know, okay, but, you know, but Mount just, Fuji, right? Okay, so Mount Fuji for, okay. for the <laughs> podcast crew with a really cool white bottle white? cap. Snow cap. Snow cap. Yeah. So it looks like if Fuji Mount Fuji was made of glass and had a snow cap. <laughs> yeah, I do like it. So wait, Mount Fuji, Fuji-san means Mount Fuji? Yeah. But why do you call everyone like Clark-san? It's a different song. So that's like Mountain Clark. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different um, honorific from a different uh, linguistic uh, place, even though it's the same English spelling of the word. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Is cool. there a subtly different like phonetic pronunciation? 
like a pronunciation to the sans, or is it just the same song? I'm not that advanced. He's right. still learning. Hey, he's got hey, some classes coming hey, up hey, next month. He's hey, trying. here's a um, so what is what does it mean when you say Clarkson? It's an honorific that that just you use after you you anybody says anybody else's name, you mm-hmm. say the song just to as a. I'm just asking why. Oh, why? I'm asking what it, what it what it means. Is it like a mister kind of thing? Yeah. It, it generally means that, that you hold some respect for the person. Oh, okay. I will hold respect for the sake, which is quite good. It's going down smooth. It's good, yeah. It's nice. It's smooth. It's not bad. It. I like the unfiltered, the creamy stuff. It's pretty good. Well, so I have a like, really cool bottle of that that is for, I'm bringing it to New York for this thing that uh, and I are attending. We got the so. little dregs. <laughs> oh, cool guy. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got you guys the cheapy like no, uh, party that. favor one, which is actually much better than I feared it would be in such a cool glass bottle. Yeah, that's, that's good. great. It's all down the hatch here. Um, Nick, how are you doing? Doing great. Good. Busy. Good. How's the um, prep for the Coastal Range Rally? Uh, you have a lot of going well. I've got a lot of things going on currently. But yeah, how's uh, the 9/11 doing? Huh? It's chilling. Been it's chilling over there. Uh, the brake light works. Uh-huh. The uh, brake switches work. Yeah, that was what a while 9/11? ago. <laughs> my 9/11. It's here. It's, it's in the room it's next sit, door. It's sitting next door. Is that where my car is? Yeah. Good. They're both I like next door. Over there. Yep. It's like a little. Yeah, it's bed. tidy. Yeah, 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 tucked yeah. in. So you guys, I'll give the both of your cars the treatment next week. Yeah. Uh, the E30's been here getting motor swap stuff done, and my GTI sort of runs well, but still is not smoked. Okay, so what, that's where we're at. Give us the uh, latest on Art's E30K swap and a percentage, as we're here about two weeks till the rally. Yeah. We'll see. I think, I feel like we're 50-50 at this point. 50-50, all right. Yeah. So, I mean, the swap is quite straightforward. Uh, Ran into a little snag because the motor mounts provided, the brackets provided, like, really put the the engine super close to the firewall. So I want to move it forward, like, 50 mils. So we're going to kind of... Like, touching, basically? Yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, bueno. And so especially on stock rubber mounts, like moving around, it'll kind of knock against the firewall, I think. Uh, and also it's just really bad for serviceability. What's up with that though? This is a kit that's been done on other E30s, right? Yeah. I uh, My assumption is either some variance in production or probably a little bit of a combination of a variance in production and also uh, the kits being designed. And a few people do these kits um, with a focus on like mass centralization for cars that are probably, you know, pretty aggressive setups with more rigid mounts. Like a lot of the cars that you've seen done by these people who are manufacturing the parts are like, on, cars, they're huh? like on solid mounts and they're stripped and yeah. caged and whatever. So like for me, I just want to make a nice street car where if I need to disconnect the heater hose at some point, I can do that. Or like yeah. there's a couple of cam sensors on the back of the, what's now the back of the motor that you would literally have to like move the motor to get to Not if good. you needed to replace them. Yeah. So yeah, just with a mind to like serviceability, we're basically going to design new mounts and, uh, um, but I'm going to go up and do that with uh-huh. Simon at range. Uh, so did you already cut them on the plasma? Design them? We literally just need to expand the base pad. Of, you just need to extend it. Yeah. yeah and and uh, gotcha. like change that, that lower. Yeah. I heard you're pad. coming up to do them on the plasma. Tomorrow. Cutter, right? yeah, exactly. Our, yeah. our water jet isn't quite Or ready. not small Thursday. But yep. yeah, your water jet, I guess, was getting set up this week. But mm-hmm. uh, Simon said it was going to be another week until you actually had it working. Yeah. But so that was a slight delay. The motor's suspended over the top with a, a tool uh, right now. Um, and uh, the rest of it's just like there should be some parts sitting in the box. Like 
radiator, you know, connect the fueling system. Um, there's actually a pretty elegant solution. We don't have to, we can use the stock Honda fuel rail um, by using a Volkswagen uh, internal pressure regulator filter. Mm. So instead of like having to swap that out and do the whole like racy aftermarket fuel pressure regulator yeah. thing, it'll look more, more OE, but um, it's a stock BMW, uh, Radiator going in the car, the Honda ECU, and all the like plug and play wiring stuff. So basically, if all the parts arrive, the big lift will be like, we'll get those motor mounts done, and then the exhaust and intake fab will kind of be the single biggest task to sort of knock off the list. Yes. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if it goes. If it goes, if not, then it should be done at you know sometime next month, kind of shortly after the rally. Nice. Is the fabrication modification of stock parts or from scratch building of these? I have to scratch build a exhaust from the header back and just like a, a long intake uh, tube that'll run to a cone filter for now uh, over on the passenger side front of the engine bay. Sorry to interrupt you, but are you going to tie in uh, to the exhaust that's already BMW like mid car? Nah, it was all junk under there. Oh, okay. So it's all going to be new from the header back. But that same like location. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll use the stock, the stock mount locations where possible should be fine. Um, uh, because this is a hybrid of Japanese and German pieces. Are you using overnight parts from Japan? Uh, not That's many. A question. That's a good not question. Not many, but I have been enjoying ordering is, Honda parts. Or is this like a mid morning parts from Berlin? It's yeah. I mean, it's realistically, it's like uh, mid afternoon parts from Harvey West. Mm, <laughs> but yeah, but like, like yeah. World Pack has, you know, World Pack has most of the Honda stuff that we need. Yeah. Uh, we have like talked about putting some JDM flavor in the car with some some parts here and there, but you know, the the goal right now is just to get the thing running. He already has that can, ugly shift knob. Yeah, so, so he's, we can. He's, he's partially <laughs> got it. <laughs> Is it a plastic like one? The, black, yeah. the boss like coffee one? I think you should go in like a VIP direction and put some curtains in there. Oh, some oh, tassels. Yeah. I think you should reupholster the seats with velour. Mm. Like a, like I'm, a I'm actually very into that. These are terrible ideas. Clark's been in Japan too long. Yeah. Junction produce, right? All the junction, all the produce. It's very true. Um, yeah, so what else is going on? Uh, this Renault is... Doing yeah, all kinds of funky electronic stuff. What it is? So uh, there's a Renault Megane 3 RS. What uh, year? 2015, 16, something like that. It's the year with the three door because apparently, like the year before was the five door, and mm. then this year was a three door, yep. and then the year after was a five door. Oh, look at it's this! Like, it's like yes. a lower quality, terribly designed Hyundai oh. Veloster. Ooh, throwing! I mean, punch straight straight up. Up. yeah. Straight I up. mean, I would. I've been saying it's like a. A weird French GTI. <laughs> Come on, dude. You're, you're, it's like maybe a Ford Focus. Yeah, or exactly. It's yeah. way like down the market. Quality, from, yeah, from yeah, yeah. So it, it has the mirror triangles extend onto the front fenders. Let's just tell you the what? The mirror triangles. Oh, mirror triangles. So the uh, this is not a car that was ever imported to the U.S. It's a very obscure car. Yeah. And the fact that it's here is very odd and you're having to deal with so people have weird been, electrical problems. When I post stuff and even if it's like lurking in the background, oh, yeah. people what? are like, what is, is that a Macan? Why is that? How is that here? Yeah. <laughs> Which is the, very funny. It's the, what's it called? But For, forbidden fruit. Yeah. yeah. But like, so uh, Clark's friend, Ken, who I met the evening of Motor Lux, I gave him a ride back to his hotel in the, in the Acti. Uh, he was telling me his tale of woe about this Megan, which he sent over here from Japan. Uh, it's been the intention of doing like a great American road trip kind of thing with it, right? Yeah, so you got about 40% of the way. I here? mean, he made it. 60% of the way here? What, from Atlanta to Arizona? 
and then it, it crapped out on him. Um, and then it got towed to Monterey after some people in Arizona, like looked at it and scratched their heads, I think. Uh, and then it did the same thing to him there, which is just like, it runs for a while and then it stalls and it won't restart. Uh, are you so, on like French Reddit forums? Oh, I mean, yeah, I've been like on the Renault forums and, you know, downloading. I've so been it's able like to an ECU problem or a vapor lock issue? It's no, definitely lock. not. Vapor lock, this it's, is modern? Yeah, it's definitely. I don't know. It, that sounds like vapor lock know, though. Right. Runs, cuts off, won't start. Well, yeah. it won't even crank. Like it's like, it's like a, it's like a can communication issue, I think. Um, so, but I was able to duplicate that where it runs for a while and then stalls the first time I got into it. And then I've ran the car several times since haven't been able to get it to do it again. But now what it's doing is throwing other more obscure electrical, like it, it had a couple faults, but nothing like obvious. And then it stalled on me again. So I was like, okay, well I'm going to try to see if there's, you know, power to the ECU or like to begin a sort of standard diagnostic thing. The worst. But now it's doing stuff where like the ABS and power steering is on another module and that is throwing random faults at weird times. And they'll literally like, it'll Christmas tree the dash with ABS faults and then they'll just go away like Dude, 30 seconds This later. reminds me of um, my grandma's Renault Encore. Oh, 1.75. 1984, uh, three yeah. or four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Car of the year though. Yeah, car of the year. Yeah, it reminds me of that though. Same, yeah. same. They're still bullshit. at it. Yeah. So uh, we've been connected with some Renault people, some Alpine people uh, in Europe who maybe can provide some assistance. And then uh, Ken has a shop in Japan who's a Renault specialist that works on these cars. So I think they're sending over some, a special tool that we can use to actually reprogram all the modules. Mm. Cause he said, you know, sometimes with these modern cars, like they totally. just need, need a whole car reprogram, plug it in and yeah. let it do its thing for three hours. Um, so I'm also, yeah, there's a possibility that like a power distribution module with a solid state relay is or like freaking or out is or one of the, I was looking, that's what I was doing last night was kind of going through grounds on it. But um, yeah, I've just been kind of sliding it in when I can and taking little peeks at it. Ken's trying to come back and drive it some more. A little like one time soon. Over the wall peek. <laughs> a little like hour to here, hour yeah. to, like, you know, like just trying to, to hey. at least chip away at it. But it's a very weird hey. <laughs> diagnostic hey, I see issue. You. Hey there, guy. Hey, guy. <laughs> hey, you're cute. <laughs> so that's a weird one. And I have um, Cam's spider being reassembled back there. You get the motor back? Yeah, oh, yeah. I got the motor back. Cute little thing. I'm just waiting on the crank trigger setup to come from uh, the dub shop in Washington. And this is a uh, Volkswagen-based 550 Spider. Yeah, with kit. a 2.3 liter, pretty big motor in it. Um, we did a cable shifter conversion and a bunch of, uh, like a bunch of, he had a laundry list of sort of stuff to, to address with the car, which most of it uh, is in process or completed now. And we just need to get the motor back in it with, uh, we're doing a, distributor delete, you know, crank trigger, uh, ignition with micro squirt. So once that arrives, it'll micro squirt. Yeah. Not so mega squirt. Mega no. squirt. <laughs> it's the opposite of mega, mega skirt. Micro squirt is uh mega squirts, a uh, little, little bro. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> uh, well, better than little sis, I guess. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, pick your pronoun. Yeah. Um, but it's a squirt. <laughs> I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I do like a good cold squirt on a hot day. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. pretty good. I thought you were going to say I do like underrated. a good, well-functioning cold start system with a auxiliary injector that squirts when squirt. it's cold. Mini squirt. Yeah, it's a small squirt. 
Yeah. And moving on. Yeah, please, please do. Well, one uh, of you, you mentioned Reddit as a car forum. And that's something I found is pretty disappointing. I read Reddit a lot about many things, but oh, I don't. I've had I don't even understand how to I don't do, do anything. Do oh, so. Okay, well then, this question is, is not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So I was going to say I found Reddit surprisingly disappointing to talk about actual mm. car yeah, content. I why. The people on there aren't into cars, but people are into literally everything else. Yeah, but yeah, I've not. never understood how to navigate Reddit. A Venn diagram of Reddit users and actual gearheads is probably pretty. Narrow. I think every once in a while you actually do get some good insights on Reddit that come up when you're querying car it's, things, but it, it, there's a lot out there. It varies like the quality information I think varies pretty widely. Yeah. I've never Just been a the same guy. is true for forums, but the, if the more niche you are, like the Renault sport forum is pretty f like, I think pretty high quality stuff. Unfortunately, when you try to search for one particular electrical issue, what you realize is that there's a whole ocean of potential electrical issues being yeah, discussed course, on the forums. Yeah. And it can lead you down the wrong path so easily. But yeah. like uh, the Honda stuff too, like Dick, yeah. it's searching little things on these Ks for different set of like, I've, like people who are still on the Honda forums is pretty diehard. So there's some good info. Yeah, there. I guess that's true. Yeah. What do you do for like your K-Trex? Uh, it's been a mixture of YouTube and niche forums that aren't very well populated, but the trucks have a handful of really common faults that are well documented yeah yeah i can see that um well i went to detroit for rad oh yeah and that was quite an experience um how's detroit how's the city it's nice it's a they everyone talks about it but it's it, there's a renaissance going on in detroit Ooh, a there's, fair of sorts because <laughs> <laughs> um yeah people wear like those pilgrim like pirate shirts oh, and uh cool. eat chicken For, legs forge coins that's cool no it's um, it's a uh, turkey legs turkey, yeah, but they're really <laughs> Yeah, um, coin forging going on. Totally, Detroit's interesting. I mean, especially being like such a from California, not having that type of like industry architecture, just gritty kind of feel. It's it just feels. You drive around there and you understand why people are so adverse to like tech taking over. You know, and all this like resistance to modern, just you know, getting rid of old school blue collar jobs. And that is just Detroit in a nutshell. Like they want to keep it. I think it's just an old school city, but a lot of neighborhoods are coming up. There's a lot of um, new buildings going up, you know, and revitalization, they call it new hotels, things of that nature. Um, I think Ford spent a billion dollars restoring the grand uh, train station. It's called Roosevelt Park. It's this huge, like, 20-story building, very, like, just uh, American as it gets with a big park in front of it, and they spent a billion dollars to restore it into, like, an event center and uh, offices and stuff like that. So things like that are happening. Where we were for mm -hmm. Radwood in 2019... Yeah, is it built up it's, yet? No, but it's actually started. Like, ground oh, is broken. There's cool. tractors everywhere. There's, like, pipes and stuff going in. But that's going to be this cool riverfront, you know, park thing. Yeah, overlooking, I mean, straight across from Canada. Yeah. Windsor, Canada, of the Windsor engines that you hear about in Fords mm -hmm. is where that, where that factory sits, which is always a trip. You're, you're looking at Canada looking due south which is a very weird thing to me, you know, like you're in a, 
in the U.S. and across. Oh, is that what it is? South from Detroit is Canada. So it's this. Huh. It's a weird little. Yeah, yeah. interesting. I I, know, I didn't even care to look it up. I know. And there's a tunnel that goes over there. There's a bridge and all that stuff. So our where we did Radwood this year was at Hart Plaza. And if you're uh, a RoboCop fan, that's where they filmed RoboCop. Which part of RoboCop? I don't know. Come on, Does RoboCop. anyone really know? I mean, that's a great movie. And great. Yeah. It's awesome. When's the last time you saw it? When you were uh, six? Like two years ago? Three Get years ago? Get out of here. Yeah, it's so good. Is it really? The fake ads are so great, dude. Every like it's a it great forever. movie. Like obviously the robot like can't go upstairs. <laughs> it's like a little bit, you know, the the that stuff's like not the greatest looking because it's filmed it was a low budget movie in nineteen yeah. whatever, ninety or something, nineteen eighty nine. Well, here was it? Probably like eighty six or something. maybe it was like eighty seven or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But anyways, it's it's a pretty. I, I think it's a pretty good movie. Okay, I'll have to check it out. I, uh, I someone told me that as we were doing a walkthrough, and I was like, oh really? And this is so. It's a park, like an open park and plaza, on the river, and it's got uh, like a. It's a very strange property. It's got like a sunken down amphitheater with offices. At one point, it must have been like the head of Parks and Rec or something. And they're sort of abandoned, but they can still use them. But we, we had access to them and we'd go in there and it was just like mm. an old locker room and it smelled like super musty and just yeah. like no one's touched it for, you know, 20, 30 years. And uh, a lot of the like concrete's basically falling apart, like rebars coming through, there's cracks. It's just like, and you can tell in the winter, it must just be ice and just, it's a gritty, gnarly scene, <laughs> but majority of it is overlooking the river and then in the backdrop is the whole city skyline it's rad you got the gm building all the old buildings then you have the um it used to be called kobo hall but it's huntington place where the auto show is right next door so it's super pre like premium spot they do the jazz festival there they do like other music festivals and the two days before our event ford built the ford f-150 festival to Wait, debut what? the new f-150 they must have spent $2 million for a five-hour event. There's a new F-150? Hell yeah, there is. Whoa, where Come was on, I? dude. Huh, okay. Get with cool. it. Aren't you on Reddit, F-150 no, dude. They built a stage so big that they could drive the F-150s up onto it, and they also had your boy, Hootie, play. Hootie the Blowfish? Darius Rucker. Oh, Darius. Yeah, he's all country, dude. Yeah, he's he's gone country, dude. F-150. Yeah, that's Look good. at them boots. But yeah, so they, uh, they built this insane... I mean, you should have seen how many generators and the the build out. It's just crazy. These event companies just really sink their teeth into these mm -hmm. big OEMs for these types of activations. And uh, I think they said it was free food and drink for 5,000 people. And this full concert, they had uh, all the F-150s through the years. They had the new one, uh, you know. They the got designer. a lot of F-100s in there or what? Probably, dude. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they went all the way back to the first trucks, yep. Model Ts and whatnot. So that was like two days before our event. And then they had to tear all that down, but we had kept the perimeter fencing from the Jazz Festival. So that was all like secure. Sick. And the weather looked great. The forecast was perfect, 73 and sunny. But there was another storm brewing, boys. You know what that was? Oh, no. What was it? The United Auto Workers are striking. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Right. And that. next to our plaza is the headquarters, which is so crazy to me. It's like a 10-story building, and it's just the headquarters for the United Auto Workers of Ford alone. Wow. I don't know what they do in there. Yeah. This big, prominent building, 
And so they had a full on rally for their, you know, workers striking as we're setting up on Friday. So I'm right, driving around in my Ford truck, rental car, uh, setting up everything. And who do I hear on the loudspeaker? There's like a thousand people, cameras, helicopters flying over the whole thing. Big rally going on. I hear this voice. I'm like, I fucking know this voice. Darius Rucker. <laughs> it was Darius Rucker? <laughs> Encore. No, it was Bernie Sanders. Mm. Bernie Sanders Bernie? is there riling up to people. Clark, fellow Vermontian. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you say, Vermontian? Vermonter. Vermonter. Oh, I don't like that much. Vermonter. Uh, I'm once again asking you. He was saying. The, to not build these cars. One of the surprising things I heard was. <laughs> He mentioned uh, Jim Farley, CEO of Ford, to a chorus of boos. Uh, whoa. Not down with the Farley man. And uh, he does seem like a cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely seems like a cool dude. Yeah. But, he's you know, like really into making Ford a really good company. We don't again. work for him. So I'm sure there's a lot. Of, um, he's also into, I imagine, managing costs because yeah. of the. For sure. Yeah. Situation. I mean, I, and I, I was listening to Smokey Tire and he was going over like the CEO's salaries and stuff. I was, he makes 22 point something a year. Yeah. Oh, what's her name? Marianne. Just a salary. Just a salary. Mary, she's like friends with uh, old uh, Alicia. Yeah. Charles and them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she makes 28 Eight. or 29. But then like the head of uh, Honda makes five. And, they, and they, they make twice as much money. Five seems reasonable. And then head of Volkswagen is 9.1. And, and they the also make, and company. they're also twice as big. Yeah, as Ford, or like huge. No wait, yeah, three times bigger than. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that seems like a lot of money. But I'm not going to get into politics here, you know. <laughs> but Bernie had, he was, he's just got to love I, that I, guy. I, so. Whatever side you're on, that he is so just genuinely. Uh, I would be shocked if he wasn't really that guy. You know, he's I just, think he's really that guy. Yeah, yeah. Had a lot of good points, um, but I got to take a video of him speaking and then looking down like a Radwood. Bear. <laughs> nice. And for sure, there's footage somewhere of Radwood and Bernie, you know, riling. Yeah, I was going to say you guys you like some free ticket? press. Yeah, yeah. I told them 25 percent off. <clears throat> That's a pretty good deal. Use code Bernie for 25 percent <laughs> off. Use code Feel the Burn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we uh, we set up and got it all going. Um, unfortunately, we were staying in Warren, Michigan. The name's terrible. Oh, but um, did you use Union Labor to set it up? Uh, no, that's funny you ask because we had our. You said fuck the unions. We were part of uh, the auto shows. Why we were there? Basically, this was a tie into the auto show, Detroit Auto Show. So we got to go on the preview day on Thursday for press and check it out. The center where they do it is this massive, like, it's really nice. It's called Huntington Place now, but it used to be called the Kobo Center. And they, they used to do this show in the dead of winter. It was like January to get the jump on all these other auto shows. It was yeah, like and the then people stop wanting to go. It's like horrible, right? Yeah. Like basically blizzards and stuff and people would fly in from all over the world. That was up this. until like... Four years ago, exactly. three years ago, yeah. They just changed it, and it's so much better now um, and really well attended. I could not believe how many foreign journalists and, and just mm. suppliers and all that stuff. It was like, you know, little, like, groups of just, you could just tell, like, Japanese dudes here, German guys there, all these people from England, like, a lot of different accents and stuff at the show, which is cool for Detroit. Um, anyways, our stuff was all shipped to this this huge facility and we had to go track down our pallets and everything. And what we didn't realize is that the whole thing is controlled by the teamster union. And mm. so what that means is that even to plug in a electrical outlet or something, you need four dudes 
to you need an electrician, you need an engineer, you need two workers. This is like to, Philadelphia. It's like every, every, yeah, yeah. every convention center in the country. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've dealt with this in a few different spots, I've, but SEMA is like that. SEMA. Exactly. Art said he had some really weird experiences with, with GoPro at SEMA. Like yeah. you couldn't even fix a light bulb without yeah. like, I remember, years. yeah, having to basically plug in a, yeah. Yeah. So getting our stuff out, we were able, I, I, <laughs> I found myself in a, a conference room in the basement of this place with the Teamster uh, manager and the lady who runs the place had told us that, you know, we can work something out. So just getting our things out was a pain, uh, but we did well, it. Just, you could work some things out. Forget about like, it. Yeah, you worked it out. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Use guys. And cr- then, uh, the wheels. but you know, th- we also had two rental trucks. We had to get them, get our pallets forklifted into the trucks, drive them over, set up the show. And then at the end, we had the issue of getting them back and, that was, that was a, that's a whole other story. I don't even want to get into it, but it ended up being where we took it to a hotel that um, Haggerty has for the Concord, which is happening this weekend. And uh, we were able to store it there, but it, it was a lot of logistics. But it's, it was interesting to like go through this, this huge facility and this, like the build out for this auto show is so insane. You kind of can't believe it. They have these semi-truck trailers that transform into a huge mountain that is used to display, like, to oh, do test yeah. drives for four wheel drive vehicles. I've only seen them much shorter than this. These were probably 30 feet in the air and heavy duty. I mean, steel, right? So they're driving Raptors on these test drives inside a building, like not outdoors. This is inside. So they're basically going right up to the Raptors and then going back down and going through these like different obstacle courses and stuff. Totally insane. And the other thing they had set up was a, an electric, autocross for electric cars and you could sign up and then wait in line for each manufacturer. Number one thing that everyone wanted to go in was the Hummer line. It was like 50 people. <laughs> a deep. guy I work with was there and he went in the Hummer. Really? And he went in some other cars. I forget what else. We went in the yeah. new Lyric, which is the oh, Cadillac. Oh, he went in that too, yeah. The Cadillac uh, Iconic SUV. autocross vehicle. Yeah. Five years <laughs> gone by. I mean, they had Teslas. They had... Um, what else did they have there? Well, so I can't remember. Do you think Monterey Car Week could learn from this? How so? And, and you know, a lot of exotic car shows are just cars on grass. Yeah. And it, you know, it gets a little bit stale. Like, do you think if we had some kind of test track at the quail that the cars had to, had to <laughs> transform? But this is track? everywhere. Like SEMA has this too. I mean, I, mean, I want to definitely know. rent one of these trailers for, for Myers Manx and take people in a buggy ride up and over this mountain. Yeah. I want to do that just for the view. Set that up at the quail. It was do that. crazy. I took a video too that Jeep had a huge display. So unfortunately it wasn't well attended from a lot of the exotics and, and you know, European makes that we would be interested in. Primarily, it was American stuff. It's like, also not a place where cars are debuted like they used to be. Yeah, they like, only had a they, couple. They might premiere like a... Even then, like, I don't even think, like, the new Escalade electric, It's that thing's been around, I think. Yeah. Um, the GMC version of the electric Silverado was there, which I had never seen, but it, I think it's been out. They had a few concept cars that's been around, too, like that um, electric uh, Challenger thing. Mm-hmm. What's it oh, called? Oh, yeah, it's been everywhere. It's been everywhere. Is that yeah. the one that makes the weird yeah, growl? It's like, yeah, it's very cool in person. Um, growls and stuff. And then they had the GTD Mustang on a turntable, which is cool. Oh, and the new Ford F-150 that did debut. 
you know, tremor. Does it look different? Fortnite? I don't know. <clears throat> so where, um, where, oh, the new Tacoma was there. And they didn't, dude, Toyota did not have a new Land Cruiser at this show. I couldn't believe it. And the, the girl was like, yeah, I know everyone's going to be asking me that this week. I was like, <laughs> yeah. It's like all over, you know, everything. So where do American cars debut these days if it's not at the Detroit Auto Show? Online. Only. Yes. Or like and at private events. events. It's yeah. like private events and then they are put online. So like even Ford, when uh, they premiered the new Mustang, it was at three different locations or four different locations at the same time on, but it was online, but it was all throughout the world kind of. And it wasn't at like a big, you know, a car show like this or anything. It was like more of a controlled space. Yeah. Where they can have a full, you know, they they can, it just, yeah, they can invite everyone out. Everyone's there just for them. Yep. It's all it's eyes on them. and they All can get- eyes on them. It's like where, where Detroit used to be the place, like NSX was pr- like NSX and the NA Miata were both at Detroit the same year. Yeah. Yeah. There was a few, like, I think there was a, a few like. Updates on certain car, you know, the Chevy Colorado and these, sure. you know, things. And that, the, the, what's it called? The Raptor. Uh, yeah. The Bronco or the Bronco yeah. Raptors there. And then the Ranger, the Ranger Raptor. Raptor right? Yeah. Those were there. Um, yeah. The Escalade, uh, the electric Escalade is very nice. I would, yeah. Like to see those. Uh, oh, and, so the 2023 Ford F-150. Okay. It looks like a Chevy. 23 or 24? 23. Should be 24. I don't know. Anyhow, uh, so that was on Thursday. We like kind of scouted everything out. Friday we set up, um, and then we went to uh, had some good food in Detroit. Checked out Ferndale, which I'd never been to. That's like the hip, kind of younger, cool spot. Royal Oak. That's another neighborhood. That's something. It's on the come up. Yeah, went to a rad restaurant with uh, Keith from LBI. He took us out to a place called Abada, which was a really surprisingly fancy restaurant um not in like a pretentious way but um i can show you some pictures of some of the dishes Mm. very nice but overall the show was great um last time we were there we did a thing at the detroit auto show at um we did the concord but we did comerica park where they had like a saturday event at where the tigers play and it was a small thing and people were kind of disappointed because that wasn't like really well advertised that it was going to be kind of a royalty only. Yeah. So this year was great. Um, we had a good, the venue How was many killer. cars? 250. Okay. And we kind of spread them out throughout the whole plaza and stuff. Um, worked well. So it was like well, a was smaller good. side of the shows, but a yep. full show. And it was during the same day as the auto show, so people could come from the auto show and then get a discount for our event, and that worked out Do pretty well. Do you think well. that happened a lot? I think so. I think people didn't know that until they got to the gate and they gotcha. thought it was part of the auto show. Uh-huh. And so then they, you had to tell them like, no, it's, you have to pay. Uh, but you know, it's, it's all good. Um, but we had a good, yeah, we had a good time. Good, good event. Detroit school. A lot of, uh, surprising thing about Detroit is a lot of weed stores popping up. Oh yeah. Billboards everywhere. Yeah, that's cool. Like man. People were jumping on that. Even saw yeah. a mushroom shop. Whoa. Okay. So, you know, you got that going for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the weather is perfect, like you said, and like you were in Chicago. It's mm-hmm. just like 75 and sunny, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's I think cool. it's a good time to be there. So um, Radwood's a success. But uh, next up in just a few weeks is Radwood Southwest in Chandler, Arizona. Radford Racing School, the old uh, Bondurant Racing School. When is that? 
October 14th. So we have some uh, listeners in the October Phoenix 14th. area. Nighttime event. That's right. Yes, some would say it's the second ever. I would say third ever nighttime event. But you know, oh. I'm, I'm a little. I, but I know the facts. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're talking to Laguna Seca. Yes. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but actual real actual show. Yeah, I would say Laguna Seca was maybe more of a show than the other one. I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't really, uh, uh. you know, how it was supposed to go. <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, we'll see how this one goes. Yeah. Uh, racetrack. Trying to get um, some. Local celebs out there, okay. people you might have known, heard about, baseball players maybe or something. Yeah, and uh, out there. but it'd be cool. Five o'clock to nine thirty, and uh, we have like, you know, more like dinner style food and uh, light towers, and it's gonna be rad. Sick. So that's an easy show too. Like, as far as travel goes, Phoenix is a short flight. So <laughs> everyone who's listening, you know. Come on out. October 14th, huh? October 14th, Radford Racing, Chandler, Arizona, Radwood. Hmm. Be there or be square. Okay. Did have somebody uh, submit an insanely nice uh, four-eyed fox buddy. Ooh, that's my jam. I know. I should send you this. I'll, I'll forward it to you. Really, Sounds really nice. rad. Uh, I, I don't have any car stuff, cause I, but I was in Chicago, as we talked about. I've I heard did of, go to... Heard of it? I went to Mr. Beef, which is the original beef from, um, what's the, it called? The bear. the bear. Okay. It's his restaurant. How is it? it was, Cause we, we tracked down be, uh, Italian beefs. We did go to an Italian beef we, place. We tried to find a few spots. The first one we had wasn't that bad. Man, yeah. they're such a gut bomb. They're so good. Dude, the it. one I went, I, it was the oiliest thing you've oh. ever seen. It was, I mean, it was delicious, dude. I got hot, you know, got the peppers on it and everything. Yeah. Uh, and these guys were just so, it was so perfect, you know, the people that worked there. Mm-hmm. And they have the dude, there's like the, he's like probably 55 and he's like the waiter guy oh, yeah. that brings it out and he's like talking the he's like why aren't you eating sweetie to this girl we were with and she's like i'm a vegan or whatever oh we got a beautiful vegetarian sandwich and he's like she's like oh what's on it he's all you know they got the cheese <laughs> you gotta love it yeah yeah it was so good and it's like he puts all the oil on it and like you know all this stuff it was, <laughs> it's the beef oil but uh, it was, it was, meat it was beef really oil, I mean, cheese on vegetables it was it was Peppers. really good, and if you've seen if you've seen the bear, it's like the whole first season they're in this. Yeah. They use this restaurant as their oh right where they cool. are. So that was kind of cool. Was it line out the door, or what do you think? No, dude, there was no one there. I mean, it was it was um, it was a weird time of day, like three thirty on a weekday shoulder season. Yeah. I'm trying to go to uh, Pizzeria um, Bianco in Phoenix, mm-hmm. which is the you know claimed best pizza in the world. Oh, really? Spot. I didn't know that. It's this, it's a guy uh, that like Jimmy Kimmel is friends with and they all, everyone talks about how okay. great it is. He yeah. Has a, he has a whole, spot. yeah. Uh, was it a chef's table or? Yeah. I think they did a chef's one of those table. things on him. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I'm just always worried that it's just going to be a tourist trap, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be impossible to get anything. And then you're like, why do we even try? Can but, we talk about this thing Clark's playing with or? Oh, it's not much. It's just a badge. Uh, Forrest Kugel, Kugel works. Um, I think under Lane's direction made some really awesome, um, aluminum badges. Yeah. This is the cast. Oh, I like that one. Cast aluminum DWA. Um, yeah. So he gave us a couple to check out. They're very cool. Are they available for purchase? Not yet. Nope. 
Are they going to be? Nope. I don't, I don't know. So. But he, we will be giving out some uh, badges on the rally, some rally badges that he made. Dude, yeah. speaking of rally badges, um, things are lining up really nicely. We're mm. in um, long-term forecast, too, so I can kind of <laughs> look ahead. Okay. okay. <laughs> don't want to make any we're promises. We're in the zone. Don't want to make any promises, but... Yeah. Everything's lined up. You got dinners and a, a private lunch on Saturday, which is opening just for us, and uh, a cool ending point in a rad little foothills town. And yeah, it's all coming together. So I like mm-hmm. it. Happening soon. And we got badges from Kugelworks for everyone. That's right. That's right. A little spoiler alert. I wonder what these this aluminum is from. Aluminium, you mean? Yes, I wonder the aluminium is from. I, I mean, he does a lot of splitters stuff. and stuff now, so it might just be his scrap. I remember on the last rally, it was made out of like a 996 wheel and a BMW head or something. Yeah, Didn't he use like MGB parts? Yeah, it he had MGB, like an MGB But he had a 996 wheel. Yeah. Maybe it was like an MGB. But what, what on the MGB is aluminum? Wheels. Are they? I don't know. <laughs> I think they're always like steel, it feels like. Yeah. Wheels of steel? Let's do some questions, shall we? Real quick, quick Go for it. Bobby Reed with the cars says, if you could have for free any car you've previously owned, but it had to be converted to electric before it came back to you, which car would you pick? I know. Let's hear it. I'm prepared. Uh, My G60 Corrado. Electric Corrado. I just feel like the... If I got the car back, it wouldn't be a VR6. It would be a G60, right? Because we're not playing this by art rules. Yeah. So I'm not that compelled by that power plant, but I do really like the car. And it could be fun. Maybe we electric, convert it, simultaneously make it rear-wheel drive. Add a 1,000 pounds to it. Nah. Like I mean, I wouldn't have to make it like a 300-mile range that's thing. True. It could that's just true. be like a ripper. For yeah. I recently saw a guy um, who had a some boxy BMW uh, from the late 70s, early 80s converted. And I think he had like a 40 mile pack in it maybe. It was a very small pack in the trunk and there was still space in the trunk. Mm. And he said it was just sort of like a neighborhood city car. That's pretty rad. Yeah. I'd be tempted by the Mighty Max. It'd be cool, a little pickup, but it was in such bad shape. It wouldn't be worth, mm-hmm. if I could say like restore the Mighty Max yeah. and make it electric. I think that's part of the part of the question. That, yeah, that might yeah. be it. If I uh, had gotten rid of this truck already, I would say this truck because it would be kind of an Got ideal of candidate. It? No, I'm saying if it was gone, oh, I, I see it. That could be on the list for me. Oh, I was this in the same boat you were in just yeah. now. I'm like, what? Yeah, dang. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. What about uh, the E12? BMW E12. Ooh, no. No. He says no. BMW Bavarian Econs? No. It's not luxurious enough. I know. Or like. Yeah, I don't think that, I don't know, it doesn't fit it for me. Yeah. Oh, so I, you're, and you're thinking it's got to be like a tour, like a big touring car. Kind of, yeah. Polestar yeah. so. style, I, I four-door. Mean, more like a, a Rolls-Royce or something. A Cadillac. Or a Cadillac, yeah, big old Caddy would be so good. So you want back that 79 uh, Coupe de Ville that you had? I never had one, unfortunately. <laughs> like, I don't no. I don't really know if I have a car that fits this bill like I, for I, my criteria. An LS400 would be really cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would do the 1982 Mercedes 300D. That's that a great oh, choice. Nice. Yeah. That's a great choice because it's I, slow as hell. It's so mm-hmm. slow. Scary slow. And I had it would, a German import, a gray market car that was in taxi driver spec. So it had the cloth seats yep. and the manual, everything. Nice. So just like a, a sort of a cruising power electric conversion would be. That's pretty good. Great for it. That's pretty good. 
Yeah, wasn't your E12 a manual as well? So that's the thing. You're, you're like a car with I not know. a horrible engine, and it's a manual, and I know. Like, that's why it doesn't work it's not for great. me. Uh, for me, I don't know, dude. I had an F-150. That would probably be decent. 914s are pretty sweet electric. No, they're not. Really? No. I, I feel like the mass. packaging could work. Yeah, it's low you know? and boxy. They, I have no interest in them. There's one at Starbucks on the west side here. That yellow one across it just it lives, lives across Starbucks. the street. It lives yeah. across the street, so it's always in front of Starbucks. Um, yeah, I don't know. I had an F one fifty. Maybe that would fit. The, I mean, yeah. I think the truck is just a great option. I had an yeah. F. I had a, F, a space. We had an F one hundred unibody. That'd probably be good because that's like a little, oh yeah, that's a little cruiser anyway. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. And it's a good looking truck. That's so. just a great city truck. Yeah, for sure. So I think that would probably be good electric. Been talking to uh, Dave about this Dave Mucci uh, and he wants to do like um, the elusive Dave Mucci the elusive no, Dave one's, Mucci. Met, no well, one's he's, he's going to be joining us over here as part of the gang um, in the new Beeline South I was never asked got to beat him up uh, so the what he's yeah. been talking about doing is like uh, oh yeah the DWA the ritual DWA jump in yeah, yeah. I get some extension cords and <laughs> beat the shit out of them phone books <laughs> Uh, jumper what he, cables what he's been talking about doing is like a sprocket like a supplemental oh, electric power plant with a, with a sprocket basically on the drive shaft just like dance. a sprag clutch so you could have on demand another 100 or 150 foot pounds of torque um kind of interesting i haven't seen a lot of people doing that mm-hmm. is that kind of what those 911 guys are doing which line where they guys? put the they put the power in the the place of the hill is it a Kurs system? It's like a 997. Oh, thing. yeah. I have like 997s yeah. and stuff, 991s. Sounds familiar. Um, but they they add like 200 horsepower. I think it's a flywheel setup that they have or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I think it's a right. Kurs system, right? Yeah, kind it's of, driven yeah, driven maybe by, like they replace the starter motor or something, mm-hmm. and they, they add power there. Delta Cars and Coffee says, what is something you want to add to your Radwood shows that you haven't been able to yet? Good question. Um so one is uh, entertainment uh, after or during the show. Like we've done a band before and we've done, some, obviously we do DJs. We and did like a that. horrible band. How dare you <laughs> run for us, run <laughs> at Soldier Field. They were amazing. I felt so bad for them anyway, regardless of what they played and how they were. It was a hundred degrees. Yeah, it was miserable. With yeah. like a thousand percent humidity. Yeah. Um, and cicadas. Was, and, and they didn't bring a tent or anything. biting flies everywhere. It was gnarly. But um, so real entertainment though, like a, a musical act from the period that would draw some folks and be fun. And then I, we always talk about this too, but uh, a motorsport component, a real like mm-hmm. rad era, Radwood era. DTM or just race cars in general has been on the list for a long time. It's there's a lot of moving pieces with that, but um, getting something like that going would be very cool. Like and just then, exhibition laps, or yeah, I think so. Yeah, just seeing those cars rip around and cool. is so cool. Like yeah, almost like good wood, like the exactly festival Rest. of speed. It'd be cool to do like time trial. That's like next Perhaps level, right? Radwood festival like of speed. Door. Yeah. I mean, that was the original idea or that's, the, that that's was, it. was, yeah. Doing those things. But, um, even just like how Rensport does like kind of exhibition laps with their heritage cars and they're not racing, they're just ripping around the track. It's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. And if we could just get like supercars of the era to do some laps, like 959, F40, F50, that would be 
Awesome. The uh, I do like like Laguna Seca, like the historics this year and last year they did the hill climb. Yeah, which is like whatever seven tur- six turns or something like that. That's a cool aspect. Just putting a time, so you're like, which one's the fastest? It, it adds like a little bit of a motorsport element to expedition. Ex- what's that word? Exhibition. Exhibition laps. Right. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. cool to see. Yeah, like, I like that. On the smaller scale, though, to answer this question, just more um, comfort in the shows like mm. more loungy areas more umbrellas more water you know like just making it more of like a yeah you uh, need a big rig with a powered trailer you need all of it but yeah we're this working on 2024 big things coming maybe who knows ben rogat says what's the weirdest object you've seen being transported in a car we used to at my old shop two lifetimes ago um there was a lady that had a goat car she would load her goats in. It was an old Cavalier wagon, and it smelled like assholes from Mars. Oh, my God. But uh, <laughs> we would do service to it, and uh, it would have, like, you know, pieces of hay and poop and everything. But, yeah, oh she would have goats God. in it. How did she modify it, or did she modify no, it? No, she just took out the back seat. Cavalier wagon? Yeah. Goat, they're kind of small. Goat like spec? straw on the floor? Like, how did they just stand on the sheet metal? They would just stand on the carpet. It was, like, carpeted, uh-huh. you know? It was gross as hell. That sounds Every foul, mechanic, dude. it was like total uh, folklore at one point, and everyone just absolutely hated the thing. You know, <laughs> of course, It would yeah. come down the driveway, and you're just like, oh, God. I'm going to lunch. Yeah. Yeah. It was that, uh, I saw that Instagram post recently, and it was a guy that had a cow in his back. Oh, yeah, I saw that one, too. And, and the shit. roof was, like, cut off. And and there's poop on the side of the car. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, I don't think, I can't think of anything like that crazy. Neither can I. No, I mean, you just see like, sometimes people will use like a Nissan Altima as like a landscaping vehicle, you know? So it'll have like a, like a push lawnmower, like sticking out of the trunk. Yeah. yeah. All kinds of tools hanging out the windows. Well, that one of my high school, my high school best friend's um, uncle had a Volkswagen Jetta maybe that he had cut the trunk and like welded a box onto. And so it was a pickup truck. And it was, it was a four-door brilliant. car truck. And he used a contractor, and he used it for contracting. Wow. And it was diesel. For contracting? Yeah. <laughs> Writing up contracts? He did contracts. Yeah, yeah you know, he yeah. put all the contract tools in there. <laughs> like a pen and some paper. He had a notary public in the passenger seat. <laughs> I totally get it. One of those, like, really heavy press, like, embossers. <laughs> yes. Whatever. I actually, Bunch of stamps. I, I feel yeah. like I saw somebody's, like, Jetamino here but i i don't think it was a jet i think it was a ford focus when i first moved to town yeah i think that if i go through my if i go through my camera roll i'll find it it oh, was dude. it's insane it's like all chopped up with duct tape and very diy like, yeah this is my i always mention this early podcast days of like why don't they just take a honda fit hey, and make a truck out of it what's the deal <laughs> mini trucks why don't we have mini trucks anymore and just never happened is that your dream Kind of fit, fit amino. Like E30, uh, there's a factory parts runner that they made in Germany. BMW did, and it's a E30 with like a diamond plate rear bed. Yeah, it's diamond plate's sick. Did they just? <laughs> Would be my first choice. <laughs> did they just like lop it off behind yeah. the the B pillar? Yep. It's pretty sick. And it's a factory. I mean, it's not a factory car, but it's in their museum. I remember BMW did that on like. Was it April Fool or something a few years ago with like a new M3? They're so clever. I know. It's so cute. <laughs> Those guys are the best. You see BMW, that new CEO quote, the drive posted. 
Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. about how like manuals and, and it's just like you're so missing the point, dude. Of even a any gas powered car needs we, to be an enthusiast it. car. Yeah, we we get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so stupid. Um, I took a couple of pictures of the current BMWs on offer at the auto show. Just garbage yeah. to the max. It's all garbage. I well, kind of like a question. Easy question for me. What do you guys think about the concept card? The electric concept like card it. that got released. Yeah, yep. I do like it. It's simple. It's uh, it's very um, not a lot of excess and bullshit. It's just it. like the one that they had the hyper color or whatever a couple of years ago, right? It's the same car. Is it? I don't, is it I don't think it is. This is a four door. This is, I think it's a new, I think it has some of the same language the same they've been styling. using. But they took a few departures from the existing concept stuff. I think it'd make it way better. Yeah. I, I really, I really like it. I do too. If they even get, you know, 75% close to that as their next design, I'll be stoked. And totally off topic, but um, that Honda scooter. Speaking oh, yeah. of new vehicles, the Moto Compacto. Moto Compacto. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that and was going to share it. Forgot motorcycle, but dude, zero to fifteen miles an hour in seven seconds. It's the slowest electric vehicle. Not as slow as a Moto Compo. I mean, it's uh, designed yeah. to terrorize really? sidewalks. I think Moto Compo slower than that. The Moto Compos are pretty slow. Fifteen. I mean, seven I think I think like seconds? twenty twenty five. By the way, that's not that slow. It looked like it had suitcase wheels in on seven it. seconds. Like any of these little bird scooters go that fast in like two seconds. There was a yeah. clip of a th these three adult guys driving them around at like a parking lot or something that, that was released. Nerd and it, alert! And it looked so slow. They were all kind <laughs> oh, of really? putting around. Okay, it was a little disappointing. I think they are they they appear very unstable. Their design, so maybe that's part of it. Like they don't want these things yeah. to rip around because they're a box with tiny, tiny wheels. little wheels. Yeah, it doesn't sound. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of people will be crashing those. Yeah, I wanted to send it to Clark and I forgot. I sent it to him. I said, what "I'm was, sure you're all." What was over the this. response? Oh, well, I, well, I will respond. Um, I'll probably buy one, even if it's disappointingly slow, because I think it's It'll a be cool subject. It is a cool object. It's going to be nine hundred eighty-five dollars, something like that. Oh, that's oh, that's cheap. Oh, um, really? Wow. And um, so that makes sense. That it would be that slow. Yeah. And so I will buy one and put some sweet graphics on it, and then drive it around. Just in, you'll just put it in the back of your N one, and then take yeah, it, it looks out. Like a briefcase or yeah. a suitcase. It's very cool. The question that we were having was: in Tokyo, are we going to have to get a license plate and insurance for it? Mm. Because Maybe that's why it's so slow. Maybe not. There's some, yeah, there's some new shakeup in the, huh. in the like electric scooter rules that are interesting. That are happening. I, is Tokyo inundated with the little scooters? No, because it's difficult to get a license plate and insurance mm. for them. Oh, but you need to plate them? Where would you even put a plate on a, on a bird scooter? You wear uh, it on the back? <laughs> well, it, they use a, a motorcycle size <laughs> plate. on your ass. And there's like a bracket on the back and it's huge looking. That's oh, crazy. God. Yeah, a big motorcycle plate. Yeah. There's, um, a, there's a scooter sharing service that has them all plated and... So I'm maybe you guys know the answer to this, but I'm looking for a folding bicycle or scooter electric that can hold some things like, like you know, a child. No, more for Radwood like setup oh. and stuff that we could ship around because we had that little e-bike we used to ship around or scooter or whatever you want to call it thing. It was an e-bike had pedals, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember. I don't know. Where did we even get that? It was Brad's? No, it was ours. Who's we was it? it? Bought it. We did. Do you yeah. guys have like roadies now? Do you have like road cases and like yeah, a semi yeah, have, and shit? Yeah, we have pallets and stuff. <laughs> we, we ship around, but I, I want to hide. So I, I found two scooters that I like, but then I realized like if I get a standing bird style scooter, they're fast and you know. Compact, but you can't carry anything. Can't carry shit. Yeah. 
Like we're gonna put a little basket on the front to put like zip so ties probably, in there. You'd probably just be so unstable too. Right, that is the hard part with the scooter. So then, like a bike's nice because you have like a little basket in yeah. front, maybe yeah. in the back, and like throw and stuff. Why in does it need to be folding? Fit on a pallet. Oh, I mean, you have those Smaller folding sondors, right? You, they might have an accessory basket. I imagine front and rear for yeah. those. Well, like a little utility bike that's folding. So you can get call like in a, if you probably know. Probably a more u- more like utilitarian right. thing, like a smaller. But thing. I just wonder if it's gonna fold. Yeah, probably look to my money look to Europe for this. Old perhaps jiggles. <laughs> wiggle, wiggles. I like when you wiggle, wiggle. I found my bike don't fold. So then I was it. thinking, why does it even need to be electric? Really, it could just be a, a pedal bicycle, like because you're you're able to. You would just be sweating your yeah. ass off pedaling around, than walking. Like right you now. know, at like different venues depending on the right yeah. terrain I'm and the heat. Walking. Yeah, and also ninety percent like, of it's just flat concrete. Is what true. I'm dealing with. Right. So then I'm I'm eliminating like the weight of the battery. Complexity of charging, all that shit's gone. Bicycles have been around a while. They're pretty good. <laughs> but uh, anyways. Folding cargo bike. Right in. Right. Warren at drivingawesome.com if you have any ideas. I feel like Connor, you know, we've got bike guys in the, in the scene. Maybe you can reach out to him. Mike's Bikes oh, have yeah. a solution. Automotive Omnivore says, Radwood at Radford. Any old school 80s or 90s Bondurant school cars tucked away in a dusty corner that can make an appearance? At one point, the instructors drove SHOs. That's so rad. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, we're going racing, guys. What yeah, do we yeah. got? Grab the SHOs. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. They're all like, like uh, Tim Allen and uh, exactly. Santa Claus. Conan O'Brien still has his SHO. Um, I don't think they have much left over from the Bondurant days. They're really trying to distance themselves as, as far as I can tell. But that we will, I think, hopefully have the Radford racing. No, let me take it back. Radford automotive cars. They're super hyper car thing oh, that Jensen yeah, yeah, Button yeah, yeah. is part of. And, yeah. and, and the yeah. Lotus things. The Lotus yeah. things. And uh, I think we're going to have those there and hopefully rip those around the track. Are Jensen and or Ant going to be there? We're talking to Ant. Um, he's interested, but it's a scheduling thing. We're going to see if we can make it work. Uh, Jensen, I would say, is unlikely. He's pretty busy guy, but not impossible. So we'll see how that works out. Um, Ofuchs911 says, define the typical Porsche guy, Ferrari guy, Lamborghini guy today. It's mm. impossible. Today. I mean, how, there's Porsche, so Ferrari, aspects. Lamborghini. But I think broadly, you can like probably define them. Go for it. I would say Porsche guy is like kind of Super like a hipster. Cool. Like, <laughs> no, it's some like hipster kind of like. Dude, that like it's like this is my first 911. I bought it because all my friends do, and I love hanging out at co- like cool coffee shops. Is he wearing and like a probably the youngest? My the coffee shop is best coffee shop. Maybe like a Pendleton on, probably or like a wax. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he has a longboard in the trunk, but he's like of never really skated. He probably uh, you know like a longboard skateboard, but he never skated. But he's like, oh, I bought this longboard. Or I feel know. like you could. I feel like you could sort of put together the starter pack meme of for each of these and that would maybe be the best those way to are, approach it you know good, yeah. and then ferrari guy is just it has to be all ferrari gear right it's the it's the guy wearing the ferrari hat the shirt and fanny pack the fanny pack. the pumas yeah. yeah yeah the pumas some jeans that are definitely pre-distressed mm-hmm. and then the what was the last one lambo 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 is changed i think Quite i don't think bit. it's gold i don't think it's gold chains and like greasy chest hair anymore. It's a YouTube channel. I think it's yeah, it's YouTuber. Uh, it's yeah. straight up. It's like I like that. Or like yeah. or like pro athlete. Or you know. Okay, but most people. What about aren't like pro the uh, like? Um, most people aren't 
Dubai like YouTubers kind of either. Like, well, it's Lamborghini owners, though. <laughs> What's up? Kind of like the uh, Middle Eastern uh, show-off sort of vibe, you know? Lamborghini? The $300 white T-shirt and the, like... Yeah, that's the thing. I think that's what Lamborghini used to be, but I think it's kind of moved on. I think Lamborghini and McLaren are the same owners, too. I disagree. Hmm. I think McLaren owners are um, trying to be more sophisticated, and Lamborghini owners are trying to be as unsophisticated as possible. Hmm. I think they're both revving their cars off red line and just being douchebags. But I think it's the intent is different. I think the Lamborghini, I think the Lamborghini owner is sort of reveling in the like bad boyness of it. And the McLaren owner is thinking themselves. It's a, like a the bit smart one. Like yeah. Sophis- yeah. Maybe, maybe that's right. I like that. Um, reveling. They're revving their engines. And revel, reveling. Revel. It. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice. Good job, Clark. I just want to buy old Lamborghinis. That's all I want to do. <laughs> okay. I just want a 3,500 GT. Just for, Espada, absolutely. You know, what weird cars to the worst cars. They're beautiful. An Espada. The Espada is super cool looking. Yeah, thank you. Okay, you just said cool looking. Absolutely not. Well, I mean, I was really referring to like the the more sixties era stuff. Beauty is. I think if you, I think the front engine Lamborghini. Yeah, I think the Espada is. I would put it in a beautiful Italian car category because its proportions are so long. No. But not, not every not any angle or part of it is beautiful. Well, it's so long that that makes it beautiful. <laughs> well, because I wouldn't necessarily. It's so long though. There are. I wouldn't I call most Lamborghinis beautiful I think because they're they have a very compact package, and so I'd call it like muscular or aggressive, but not really beautiful. And I think the elongation puts it more toward. Like but how about the awkward shape. proportions? Does and that make it beautiful? Over, and the horrible overhangs. Does that make it weird looking and kind of cool? I think it could be weird and beautiful at the same time. I think it could be weird and cool. It's very and, weird. And ugly and everything and funky. else. I'll give you funky. I don't know. Beautiful. I think okay. beautiful is all about having like very, like I think beautiful means perfect proportions right there. Or at least Just by saying like, beautiful. Well, if you're going to find it like that, then I give you that. But Elegance, at least. There's not one piece of it that's elegant. There's it's, a but I disagree about that. It's just a, uh, I don't even know how to describe an Espada. I, yeah, I don't know. I think Clark and I are in the same boat. I, I enjoy them. Like a Citroen SM. You guys will fucking drown in that Citroen boat. SM is a hundred times yeah, more maybe. beautiful than a Espada. But it will be stylish and eccentric in the boat. And that would be like a competitor. Well, yeah, that, that's actually where I was going to go. Like, do you think an SM is more striking than yes. an Espada? Yes. Way more. Portions are so much better. But didn't they just move the excess of glass in the SM all the way to the bumper no, instead of away from the tail? The whole thing is horrible. They've weighted the proportions of the no, SM differently. Oh, but no, I don't know. Right now. The Espada has a really, I'm looking at the photo right now, has it's, a really nice gesture that runs from the very gesture. Yeah, it has a great line. Across the, the entire thing mm-hmm. and then up off the back. Yeah. Yep. And then it has, it, it has heavy and uh, it looks like two people designed it and they didn't talk. <laughs> all right, moving on. Kellen Patler says... Wreck Race Daily, Reimagined Edition, Emery 356, the Singer Turbo Study, not the three, uh, not the 935 homage, or the Alphaholics GTAR. This, this is a good one. This, this is a very good one. So uh, Emery 356, Singer Turbo, Alphaholics. And Wreck is like you don't have it, you get rid of it, crush it immediately. I wreck the Emery. Yep, me too. Me um, too. I rally the Alpha and I race the no, Porsche. No, it's daily race. Oh, sorry, daily the Porsche, race the Alpha. So yep. the 
The you turbo, know, right. The turbo I don't, I don't study. Race the Alpha. It's such a tin the most, can. That's the race car, dude. It's most fun, probably. Yeah. To, to Super race. fun, yeah. But and I, I mean, racing tin cans a is Porsche a Porsche is like a touring car. I know, but wouldn't you think that uh, the Alpha Holics, you would have more uh, sense of occasion on a daily basis rather mm, than have to like. No, because it, it is more loud and, and more. Yeah. And it's more of like. It, it, it has more, way more. Is, I think it has more of that like sense of occasion so that yeah the porsche is more insulated it's meant to be a grand touring car it has enough sense yeah, of occasion to enjoy it but it's not having the raw edges that you get annoyance that's true i just think the alcoholics would be a death trap the alpha would be so f- like imagine though you'd want to slide that car around everywhere and well, stuff you get the, the alpha porsche, from the cage yeah, yeah the alpha would be super fun um so the turbo study is the car that was at the quail year before yeah this most the, recent like right? seafoam yeah it's not the DLST. Not the 935. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Um, it's way better. Just to clarify. So kind of I am going to go opposite of you guys because I'm in a daily the Emery. And I th- I think if you guys are thinking that the, the Alpha Holics is super fun to drive. I mean, Emery, Emery has a very hot motor in those cars. Oh, yeah. like, those are going to be very, very fun and engaging to drive. I really appreciate the craftsmanship. I would love to daily that and drive it in these roads. I think the driving experience is probably fantastic. They just... the Emery... Styling, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's not my kind of tea. to me destroys the elegance of the car. I mean, I don't know. I, I think agree. that blue car that was on the lawn at the Quail is very elegant, like they're classic. That one's like one of their better cars, but for the most part, they kind of like, in they, my I mean, opinion, I think the cars a lot of times he kind of ruins the design. Your daily 356, I'm gonna daily 356, I'm gonna have a very tasteful one. Well, if you, uh, got, if you had Emery do the, the sort of like the engine and suspension chassis work and had the stock body on it, which I think you can get as an option for sure. Mm-hmm. Then that, that would be I a actually that like do. the chopped coupe more. I like the Emery special coupe more than this original body style, which is much like more humpbacked. Um, but yeah, I'm, I uh, tragically, I'm going to crush the alcoholics because I'm going to keep the, the singer and drive it on the racetrack. Okay. Well, I like it. I like a contrarian over here. John Rye, last question. What's your favorite death trap? Is it an Emery 356? Um, a car with too much power or not enough structure or not enough brakes or a cockpit that you need to be shoehorned into and out of, but you've always loved your favorite death trap. Um, I like, so I really, Brent Coleman on the Instas, our buddy from back in the day, we hung out in Monterey, actually. Um, you should be at Radwood at uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. He is selling a Series 1 Lotus Elise with a Civic Type R engine, which seems like such a rad package. It's yeah. a killer design. They're really rare. It's it sort the, of like the Series 1 that we didn't get here. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the more uh, round, you know. Kind of more bubbly. Round headlights and all that. It's such a pure design. But those things are so low and there's just nothing to them as a modern car. It's, you know, makes a Miata seem like kind of cushy. So that's one. Like that would be a that's car. A fantastic that, one. Yeah, the yeah. Series 1 cars, they kind of look like that new Alpine almost. They have a really They're a little bubbly. Yeah, bubbly they're they're cartoony. Yeah, yeah, they're way less aggressive yeah, than the cool. American Elise. That's and cool. I kind of like them for that. Because everything's more upright, not not like scowling. Were they like, all Targas? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, he's got one in Arizona. It's for sale. If you're interested, Brent Coleman, um, holler. But uh, he, uh, that's a cool one. And then uh, I like, you know, Mark 1 GTIs. Those are little 
pretty tinny, but tinny. I mean, my mind goes to like, uh, like a classic mini. Yes. Like a really hot classic mini is definitely just a sardine can death trap, but cool. Yeah. Like I love the, um, uh, light car company rocket, which Gordon Murray designed. It's essentially an open wheeled formula car with a, a motorcycle engine. Yeah. It's the most tin can thing ever. I would never really want to drive that around for any length of time. Like I w- wouldn't want to do a rally in that. It would be mm-hmm. gnarly. We had somebody out last year in a catering Lotus Lo- the local oh, guy. Yeah, Lotus. Yeah. Well, we've, we know. No, no, no last year. Oh was, yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, cater him, right? Like Very that's that's a good answer for sure, right? These open wheeled, like your your head is at the bumper height of. I mean, every we're car. looking at one right now. Um, that five fifty is a good. It's a, very, it's a very good candidate. I'm looking forward to driving the car when it's back together, but you definitely don't feel safe. Yeah, I don't feel safe looking at it, much less driving yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I know because it's like fiberglass on top of everything no, else. No door bars on There's that no guy. door bars. There's no nothing. I mean, you got a tubular chassis and a tiny fiberglass body. I'd rather you're be, sitting you on might the, as well not even wear a seatbelt. Floor paint's on better the ground. Better yeah, to fly you want to be thrown clear, I think. <laughs> this yeah. is that, this is that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, You're part of that thinking. You sure. just wear the little, little, little pudding bowl helmet oh, and just hope for one? the best. I like the mini answer though, Nick, because that is one car that we always kind of lust after a little bit. I would and we're, love to have, I was very attainable, you know. Mm-hmm. Build a cool one. Yeah, they're really neat. Um, but you're right back to this. Like, would you want to do a rally in a in an early mini? It's a struggle. I mean, I think it'd be a fun car for. I feel like there's a classic car that's rally worthy, and then there's another classic car that's just like local halfies. Toodle. You know, like I think a mini would be all right if you were. But I, I don't think I'd want to do the Sierra one because the drive out's pretty long. And then you're dealing with altitude. Maybe coastal. Yeah, but I think maybe the the coastal rally yeah. would be pretty good in it. Yeah. I think you just have to like, you have to keep thinking about stuff. You have to think a little more so for think, sure. Thinking it's like motorcycle, motorcycle mode, right? And yeah. It's, it's the transit. You mentioned the, the drive out. I think the transit leg is really the killer for a lot of these yes. things. Yeah. That's yeah. really the killer as well. Like for cars without air conditioning or things like that, you know, kind of the whole route that, that hot one we had, the whole rally was the killer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's just depends. Then what do you, I know the minis, obviously the far end of the spectrum are like a Caterham, but uh, a 2002 or a GTV, these are not safe cars, no, I mean, you know? I mean, anything built feel, before modern crash. Yeah, I mean, they feel a little bit more design. substantial, I guess. I don't think they actually are in practice. That's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Safety, like, the, the, the illusion of safety. <laughs> yeah, I think weren't minis kind of known to be like as safe they as will anything roll on the road they, back then? They do kind of stay, even when they roll, they tend to not crush, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at tons of death traps in here right now. That's it, all of it. I mean, that there's a 29 Ford. Death trap special, yeah. Yeah, we're looking at an old Chevy, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's one of those where they just peel you off the dashboard and sell it to the next guy. Yeah, well, exactly. That, that's funny thing about these big muscle cars, so this is a Impala or a Malibu. Yeah, um, Malibu. 60s Malibu. And uh, go, on, go on the old interwebs and look up, I think it's like... 1960 Malibu versus 2010 Malibu in that a is a fantastic video. Offset oh, frontal impact in slow motion. You know, it's like done by the NHTSA or whatever. Yeah. It's insane because you think this this thing, the 60s Malibu is. I think it might a, be an Impala. Maybe it's an Impala. You think it's substantial. It's and, it's a tank. Yeah. You're like, oh, this thing has like you know quarter inch yeah. fucking sheet metal and all this stuff. Yeah, but. The way that it crumples is absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the person in the old car is dead. 
Yeah. The, the dashboard's pushed into the seat. It's yeah, they were impaled by the steering column. Right. Yeah. And then they were painting everything. As the <laughs> yeah. things. And the yeah. new Malibu, which isn't the safest car in the world at the time, I'm pretty sure they could have walked away, opened yeah. the door, and been like, I mean, the car is destroyed. Frontal offset is the one that gets you, though, right? That's the one. So, uh, yeah, look that one up. It's a really good video. And then this is actually crash testing is one of the, the things that, that made me more confident in buying my daily driver K car that I have in Japan, which is a Honda N1. Oh, and, yeah. And um, I drive a bunch of older K cars and the K trucks, which are death traps. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, You're just in this capsule sort of out over the front wheels. Yeah, with no front crash, anything. And the N1 has been redesigned around their new platform and they did a frontal frontal offset of n1 to n1 at i think 60 kilometers per hour each and it it like does it the, the passenger compartment is is not deformed at all that like the driver's door will open wow. um yeah that's like do you remember the the smart car tests you know that little like yep. what they would what smart they ran car into like a e wall or, or whatever but they ran into a wall remember it was like going whatever 60 miles an hour and the person could walk away yeah so yeah, it's kind of like the F1 cars. It was that crazy Lance uh, Lance Stroll that crashed last weekend. Yeah, in uh, was it Singapore? qualifying or practice yeah, or whatever? Qualifying. Qual and uh, dude, the whole car was destroyed, but the little pot he sits in, perfect. You totally. know, he was like, yeah, it's he just was a, shooken up. I mean, look but, at Grosjean. Yeah, uh, it's insane. Wait, yeah, yeah. I mean, whole the rest of the car is just like yard sailed. Car then, split in half, and but he was in his little pod in his pod yeah. and carbon fiber for the win. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so. I don't know. It, it It is one of those things. It's like, do you want to get poison oak or poison ivy? Because like a mini or a GTV or a 2002, like, yeah, all I think, I think you gotta, probably the most death trappy stuff is going to be old roadsters though. Yeah. Because the, you got the cut down doors, you got a lot less oh, rigidity, you roll it, you're, you roll it, you're toast, yeah, you get yeah. thrown out of the thing, yeah, you know, not great. Mm -hmm. So art had uh, driven, there's a like basically brand new NA Miata at Griot's garage that we were moving. And uh, he's owned a bunch of them, of course. You know, he's owned 700 cars in his life, but um, a bunch of Miatas. And he used to rally those things like crazy. And he was just saying, as he got out of it, he's like, I can't believe that I like trusted yeah. this kind of car or like would, would never. I drove get, him as hard as I did. And would, wouldn't want to get back in another one uh, with kids now and, you know, being smart <laughs> yeah but, um yeah and i'm sure people will look back at you know like car modern cars today as being so right. insane in 20 right. years they'll be like, like you oh, drove like, a, a I can't believe it full-size truck at 80 but, but kind of not compared to that no, i would no. say because back then they weren't even thinking about safety right I you know i don't think there'll be a time where most cars you just won't ever die if yeah. it's in an impact well you look at like, like volvo right no one's ever died in an xc90 Huh? Um, I, I think that. that's. Then, I think that's the claim. Yeah. Yeah. There's no fatality. And then I think the Volvo hasn't even had a fatality. They had one in like 2020 or something, but they haven't had fatalities. Well, they, something I crazy. know that they have a corporate goal. I think by like 2027 or they something. They do. Like to nobody have none, dies in a Volvo. But they had one a couple like a year ago or something. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Then they're like they're it not perfect. Happen. They had like a fatality here and there. Interesting. So, but yeah. yeah. And like it to wasn't know. the car's fault, it was this and that. Right. Know. Right, right, right. Well, there you go. Cars are getting there. Good but yeah, there. I always think about that. There was a rally before our first, right before our first rally, there was a, a rally that was running in Northern California, and this Porsche hit and his buddy. Uh, his buddy, 
and he hit him in the side. And the guy, it was like a 60s 911, no door bars in that thing. And it just. And the guy died. Died, yeah. So he went to make a, a, a kind of an abrupt left turn and his buddy behind him went to pass him. Yeah. And it was just T-bone. Yeesh. Yeah, he yeah. was passing him as his buddy turned yeah, in on it him. It was all not good. And his buddy, the one who hit him was in like an 80s 911 like mine. And he hit the 60s or early 70s 911. No door bars and just went into him basically. Okay, yeah. so on the opposite of the spectrum, I think, I think I'm now curious. Are, are there safe cars that you guys really like driving? Oh, yeah. Today? And, yeah like, and then which ones are those? I mean, I think it's all these modern cars, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that a different stuff. thing, though. That's, like, like, that's like you like lofty, driving a loft to go out. But, yeah. like, a modern GTI is a super safe car. It's yep. a fun car to drive. A modern 911 is a safe car to drive. It's a fun, you know, fun car to drive. You notice uh, it really quickly, too, when you sit in these cars that how far away the door is from the seat. There's those kind of things, the high pillars how or the high the sills, doors are. Yeah. thick thick pillars, those kind of things. They're yeah. mostly annoying. It's all the stuff that sucks. Like, I can't <laughs> exactly. see out of this thing. And, yeah, it feels so big. You know, yeah. and the, the sills are so high, my arm's uncomfortable. Totally. It's all that stuff. You can't put your arm on the door, you know, mm-hmm. but that's why you don't, you know, so lose you, your so you, legs. Mean, you say these are, are, are great cars, but then you choose to take unsafe cars in the rally. Oh, because they're more well, fun, for sure. So, a, I mean, I guess that's the, yeah. the point I'm trying to tease yeah, out. Is, just, is, is there a car that is as fun that is also safe? Cars used to be more analog, no. right? So that, yeah. that goes... But that goes in that goes with like modern cars being more filtered and all that stuff too. That it doesn't even have to do with the safety, right? They just cars are built better, they're yeah. more insulated, like they're you know, they but don't if have you're taking like a And it is the view out, right? I remember getting in when I bought my nine forty four, my last one, like I hadn't owned an older car for a minute and mm-hmm. I got in, I'm like, Oh, this is so rad. Such the a pillar is like, yeah. like this, know, you know, yeah. so thin. I have this, like my view out is so great. And the doors are pretty low, even though it's a, you sit so low sit in low. those cars. Yeah. Um, I wonder yeah. if anybody, um, and I'm not aware, I don't think I've seen this anywhere in like singer marketing or, but you know, there's a lot of rest of mod companies out here. A lot of cars being, you know, reimagined to $500,000 price points. But I don't really hear anybody being like, well, you know, what? we put a door bar in there or like we added no, some provisions right. for safety. And well, like, so the thing they do have going for them is they're built off nine, six fours. Right. Which is of course. a safer car and it does have door bars. Singer particularly. And yeah. They do keep the aluminum. They, sorry. They keep the steel doors. Everything else mm. is carbon fiber. You would think they would do like a crossbar gussets. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or like hear, all these old like Bronco conversions or anything like you that. Don't you know, it's like all I don't just, think they're doing that. They don't do anything. Don't, yeah. Doesn't Singer have an integrated roll cage? I mean, a roof does. Oh, you might I, think be right. not, I think it's an I, option. I it's think, like hidden, right? I think it is. I know at least the early cars cause they were, I remember they were striking because they were leather wrapped. Yeah. And like it's really and roof tucked definitely in. has the integrated yeah. roll bars. Yeah. But I think, I think singer, it's an option. So I think if you get the roll bar, they delete the seats in the mm. back. And so uh. since some of them have rear seats, I think some of them don't have cages. Yeah. Got it. Got I it. think they do have, yeah, I've seen them with cages for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I, I just to. don't know how they integrate into the A pullers and stuff. Yeah. I think to answer your question though, Clark, uh, usually any modern car is going to lack that engagement that we want, you know? And so that's because of all these things we're talking about there. Well, so yeah. So I'm curious, I guess, is it, it's because of all these things you mentioned, but is, is safe, like how much does safety play that weight? Because some of it's the steering feel and some of it's the power delivery and some of it's the braking and some of it's the visibility. Like if you, like you, like you guys were saying, like, could you make a resto mod, but safe 
Yeah. And you'd have to make a concession to add a couple hundred pounds, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which would be fine in a singer. I mean, they're so yeah. powerful as they are. But uh, maybe not as great in your, you know, mini, right? But I think you also, we like these older cars because they are, like, rarer than, like, than any new car, right? It's And it's just, like, they've had enough, like, there's enough, like, personality between them. Um, where you buy a new car, it's just a new car. So, so part there's of something is, there. Like I, 20 I'm, years from now, that like today's car will be cool to yeah. get back into, right? I'm doing a personal experiment with myself about trying to drive new cars and enjoy new cars yeah. because I've had mostly old and some quite old cars um, through my entire car career. And... I haven't ever really wanted new cars. And so, so I'm in a, I'm in a phase where I'm trying to embrace new cars. Um, I have a very modern new car now in Japan. I do. And that's, that's part of my experiment. Oh, that's and a, you have a real death trap next door too. I do. I a mean, couple, a few of couple them. Of many <laughs> death <laughs> traps. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the, the old roadster. Yeah. The so S- many ways to die. That thing is uh, quite a, that's a special kind a of death trap. Yeah. It's stylish. I'll give you that. I like it. Super fun to drive. I want to drive it. Yeah. One of the reasons I got, I was. Oh, yeah, I did like, drive it, but did you? I, I drove it. I'm oh, you did at yeah. Motorlux. I drove it. One of the lot. reasons I did get rid. I mean, there was several reasons I got rid of my S and a TSX. But one of the reasons I wanted to get rid of it earlier was that I uh, the crash tests were really bad, and I didn't look at that beforehand. And then I was like giving my kids rides like every day in and it, and this side impact was day. really bad on yeah. the car. So that was a little, yeah. yeah. And especially because you can choose something else in yes, that for sure world for that car daily yeah. driver yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. yeah. Not hard to do. All right, trivia time. Anything else? No, I think we're good. You guys are going to the the bridge. Oh yeah, Clark and I are going to the bridge. When is that? I'm super stoked. Clark's going. He didn't, I knew he was look, thinking about yeah. it. But when are you guys leave, uh, I'm leaving. To, I'm leaving well, tomorrow. I'm leaving yesterday. If you're listening to this. <laughs> Yes. Um, I will already be in, I will be in Manhattan as you're listening to this. So you're staying in Manhattan and then you're driving out? No, there? so I'm going to, uh, we're just flying into JFK, yeah. doing Manhattan for the day and then dr- and then driving out that same day that we land to cool. the Hamptons. Yeah. I rented a Porsche Macan. Oh, nice. So Turo. that'll be pretty good. Turo. Turo action. Like less than a hundred bucks a day. I know, like it's right around it, You know, which That's is awesome. awesome. Uh, so I have a yeah a nice Macan to drive around, and we're driving down there. We have a condo in Bridgehampton for four nights. A nice. Macondo? A Macondo. Uh, a little three-bedroom <laughs> condo, so that should be good. Macondo forever. And uh, <laughs> the show is on Saturday the 23rd. Which is forecast right now to be pretty rainy, so we'll oh, see Oh, is what it happens. really? Yeah, we'll bring your boots. You guys might just be sitting <laughs> inside. Plan for weather? You guys might just be sitting inside drinking champagne. Well, might get, why don't you get a Suburban? You can have a lot more fun in the Suburban when it's raining. Mm, why? Instead of the Macan, <laughs> you can like play around in it. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Dude. I did not. I did not. Look, I didn't even think. You've been watching the weather, weather, right? Not much uh, of a weather. Not much of a weather guy. Yeah, no, so. I'm not. We'll see did, if they put up tents or let us into the clubhouse or of the golf course or what. But wow. did you look at the weather for Chicago when you went? Uh, yes, I did. And it was beautiful. But I was in, I came from D.C. where it was horrible. It was By the hot way, and not, humid. not only a lot of rain, 22 mile an hour winds. Mm. Oh boy, that's got to be. I feel for you, man. The whole week or when? What? The weekend, just the weekend, Saturday. Saturday. Just the weekend. Okay. Yeah, I'm experiencing considerable FOMO now that Clark and Lane are going. Yep, I asked you to go. No. I know my wife kiboshed it. Um, well, it's a, a fun Jeffrey Ironman. If he's listening, uh, 
hopefully the weather clears up because that is we we've been there. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> to the max. No, it looks there. like a really cool show too, though. I'm super excited about it. I've been, but I've been watching it from afar for the past like Same. what four or five years. Whenever you know, whenever and they just posted of, that picture, like selling to advertising tickets, but it was like that. 9-11 like on the silhouette of a hill I think. Uh-huh. oh you know, such, like a it's picture, such a great yeah. picture yeah the weird thing i don't know you don't think you can even buy tickets to this event you, you have to buy tickets but you have to be invited to buy the ticket yeah you have to be invited so like you go to the website there's not even a place you could buy them it yeah, says buy for, invitation only i believe and so it's for members of the golf club their friends uh-huh. sponsors and their guests uh, okay is the official I, like okay. uh, you guys are just going to be friends of you guys friends know the friends of one of the organizers, organizers. we know yeah. The, yeah yeah but we're only Crazy. we're inside well, i can't wait to hear about it hopefully it doesn't rain and uh richard meal is the head's lead, head sponsor richard <laughs> richard hopefully, hopefully there's no th- uh, notable thefts there's been a lot of rms getting snatched off formula one driver wrists recently. oh yeah 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 i don't i don't think this is the venue <laughs> i think for anyone that. who's wearing those is yeah. I think What's it happened to both of the Ferrari drivers in the last year. It yeah. did that they were in like metro yeah. areas, and somebody just well, grabbed. Uh, Lando was at a soccer like a game. half mil off their wrist. And Sorry, football. The, I think game. if you wear a half million dollar watch, like that's tough. You better be ready it's to tough, defend man. it. Dude, security. That's, that's well, insane. apparently that's Carlos totally Sainz and his boys like chased the guy down. They and recovered the watch. Yeah, I saw the Carlos Sainz one. They pinned the three dudes. Vigilante dude. just pretty awesome. That was After he got third, there was like a car chase or some shit. That's amazing. Pretty good. Yeah. Trivia. By the way, F1 races last weekend. Not too bad. It's crazy. All right. Yeah, not too Anyways, bad. Anyways, moving on. It was very exciting having uh, like no passing at the end, but it was still very exciting. Oh, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, they made a- George Russell. Oh, like, just- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good times. He was into the sumo, uh, sumo uh, match I saw on the interwebs. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Went to Japan, just like uh, our boy Richard Chen. Oh, yeah. It's huh. great. Richard was apparently watching the race pantsless. <laughs> I think he was watching qualifying pantsless. <laughs> this was Singapore. In Singapore. In Singapore. Yeah. From his hotel room. From his Japan hotel, from his hotel balcony. I don't know. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's, it's, I think 20. Oh, Morning Motors this weekend. Yes. Thank yes. you. Yes. And uh, are you guys going to watch up one here or anything? Are you guys planning on that? Uh, we could. I, I can't. Know. Ben Rugged just hit me up. I figure we'd absolutely do a kicker here after like we always do. And I'm happy to throw F1 on. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I've been deep in rally prep mode, so I haven't been thinking about it much. But I know Lane's out, so I will be playing Lane at Morning Motors, snapping caps. Sick, dude. And, and uh, it's kissing arts, babies. It's Arts going away party. Yeah, is he going? He's probably not going to attend. He's he like, might ah. show up. He might show up. But if he does show <laughs> up, dog. it'll be his last, like, you know, Bay Area resident morning motors. Not to say he won't come to another one, but we also talked about starting something up down in Santa Barbara and uh-huh. making a little pilgrimage. Very nice. Sounds fun. I'm, I'm into that. All right. Clark, can you do this trivia music? I don't know. I had to do it last time. Oh, Nick, <laughs> Nick please. Very nice. Trivia time. It's trivia time. <clears throat> All right. First one's a little bit of a wild card. An Australian man was fined over $2,000 for taking his pet, what? Surfing. The Queensland Department of Environmental and Science fined the surfer for breaching the terms of the permit that allows him to have this pet. Oh, Oh, it's an emotional support animal or something? Officials told media that taking the blank out in public requires a separate permit. Oh, this is a crazy pet. Oh, Australian so it man must be a, brought this yeah. surfing kangaroo. 
I, I read this one, so I'll let uh, you guys keep guessing. Okay. Thank you, Clark. Kangaroo. Oh, that's Australia. That would be amazing. Uh, Initially, I was going to say like koala, but I don't think I have a permit to take a koala in public. <laughs> I would love to see a surfing kangaroo, though. Well, what do you what do you think might require a permit? What, what aspects of the animal? Uh, it's got to be something dangerous, like a it's it's like a crocodile or it's a that's Tasmanian devil. That's or close. Crocodile's you know. close. Tasmanian devil would be amazing. It would be amazing. Fierce little bastard out there on the waves. <laughs> just the worst thing to try to catch in the water. But imagine that guy in the lineup. He's just. <laughs> that's how I am when I'm out there. <laughs> Yeah, like like imagine what kind of animal you could paddle out with. <laughs> like, where are you yeah, going to put it? Right. I so mean, dogs surf a lot, right? Is it um, dogs? Well, you said the crocodile was close. Is it some sort of cousin of the crocodile? Like a fucking yeah, a distant relative. Oh god, what are their names? Oh god, what are they? all the? There's so many. There's so many like little. Oh god, what are their names? I don't need a first name. But just no. Oh uh, god, it's a one family. <laughs> the uh, like smaller. Crocodile-esque creatures. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, how, how many legs? I think you're looking for a cheetah. How many legs might it have? <laughs> All right, Clark. I don't know. If you're yeah. <laughs> it's All right. Um, Caterpillar. It's not poisonous, Tarantula? but it is a python. Oh. oh. Caterpillar is the closest guess. Uh, I think um, alligator might have been there. Uh, uh, okay. Alligator has legs. I know, but a it's python? a reptile. Gotcha. Uh, I guess I was just fixing it. Oh, so that one, he just puts it on his own. Yeah, it's just person. Yeah. Oh. And uh, he brought the python surfing. Well, I mean, I, could, I bet people do that all the time. I was just fixated on it having legs and being yeah. able to be on the board. No, it was like know? half in his wetsuit, popping out of his neck, and uh, then like around his neck as he's surfing. Why? The python like it? How could you know? Maybe <laughs> he likes, the worst pets. He likes to get hugs while he surfs. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I hate this. All right. Have you ever heard of the uh, podcast called Are You Garbage? Yes. These are two comedians in Philadelphia that uh, interview mainly comedians, other celebrities and whatnot, and determine if they are in fact garbage or not. <coughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. I was curious about like, like, are they gar like a garbage human or are they bad comic? No, garbage human. Okay. Like you're just trash. Uh, you're just especially trash. like you're trash. Like, like, do you like, do you prefer American cheese on this? Or do you like, you right. know, what's your, you know, it's like, oh, oh I, like I, I only it's, use American cheese. It oh, is entertaining. Really um, there was recently an episode with Kyle Dunnigan, who's a good comedian. He does some good impressions and stuff. Um, if you're interested in this show, it's on YouTube. Are you garbage with Kyle Dunnigan? Check it out. Uh, one of the questions was, have you ever ridden in car blank? To determine if this person was garbage, what vehicle were they asking about? Oh, that's a good, the good one. The Baron? Nope. Good guess. Anything made by Pontiac? <laughs> so I think a limousine could be like um, like rich man, poor man. That's rich man, poor man. Uh, that's because like, you're either white trash or you're like... Does a, do rich people even use limousines anymore? Well, though? that's Isn't the that really whole like thing. Like yeah, gosh. they do still. Like Howard Stern still uses really. a limo and stuff. Well, he really but he's also, he's also arguably yeah, I mean, trash. now it's a suburban. Or, right? yeah. Yeah. On, on the Collecting Car podcast a week or two ago, they had a really interesting segment on Mercedes as a black car taking over from limousines, which yeah. I recommend listening to if you listen to competing podcasts. <gasps> Clark, how dare you? Hilar what podcast is that? The Chris Harris collecting, collecting cars. cars. Oh, it's okay. good. I've been listening. What car? What car? Have you ever dude? ridden in a blank a Fiero? Oh. <laughs> uh, police car. Not that I don't like Fieros. I think they're awesome. Nope. Not a Fiero, not a police car. El Camino. That's a good one, too. Car check. <laughs> we already said Camaro. 
PT Cruiser. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, that's pretty right good. In front of us. Pretty good. That's right off our alley. I was thinking Chrysler pretty, Sebring, but didn't quite make it to the, to the old PT. Good. And the fact that Kyle Dunnigan said, like, no, I don't think so. He's like, wait, is that something that trash people do? Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't really put the connection together. Yeah. By the way, the crocodile relative that the name escaped me was Cayman. Cayman. Good job. Yeah. Um, I've, I've ridden and driven a PT Cruiser. So. Me too. Same. Did they all have the fake wood on the door, or did some no, of them no. have body? No, some were body color. Yeah, I just, mine was normal, normal. I sent one around the group here. It was a, a <laughs> pretty sweet turbo convertible manual two door. That sounds actually kind of awesome. It was pretty awesome, and I guarantee you, if we had that in the Beeline family, you would get to work on it. And wasn't it like no. perfect condition? I'm perfect. Gonna, how much and was it? So that it's engine, like six or eight grand. That's that SRT four engine too. So it actually like kind of hauls and butt. Why didn't you buy it? That less than. Are you in? Are you in a buying mode? Should I be sending you these ads? I, I if if the car is located in Asia, I'll consider. <laughs> it. If you had that in Asia, you'd be the star. Oh my god! Yeah, you'd be like Japan. Be the king of that the 7-Eleven. I should have bought that. Cruiser sign. So somebody rolled up at to one of the car things in Tokyo with a um. Uh, New York, New York City cop car, full livery, like light bar, the whole Our thing. People loved it, and I got, unco- and I got that uncomfortable feeling, like, oh shit, I've got to behave. And then I was like, wait a second, <laughs> fish out of water. If Clark had that PT Cruiser, he'd give the highest cheers. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. his yeah. elbow. Yeah, his his hand would be so his high. Elbow would be they sore. wouldn't even be able to reach him. That's right. Dreams. I'd get the. I'd want the the um the eggplant, the purple eggplant color mm. in that. In that car. Yeah, you'd lose your wife, but you'd gain a lot of cool It's kind of perfect because uh, Clark wears Hawaiian shirts a lot, too. That's true. It's true. And you've had a mustache in the past. Do oh. Hawaiian he shirts. He has a mustache right now. It's just surrounded yeah. by well, a beard. it's also a PT Cruiser people. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so like, me, sorry me about Mahama. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> me and Gordon Murray are both trash people. The only yeah. PT, PT Cruiser owner I've ever known was uh, my roommate when I lived out here when I was a kid, and he had a four-door that he was very fond of. Guaranteed don't, like he was a uh, hand-me-down. He didn't buy that. Oh, car. I think he bought it. It was a manual. I think you it had like a person? muffler on it. It's my roommate. Oh. He went to UCSC. Well, the other one UCSC. that goes hand in hand is the, is, the, is the Chrysler Crossfire. You have to get yeah. one of each. Well, Chrysler, set. Crossfires are cool. You get a manual and... Uh, Same as an SLK. Right? Yeah, they're Park rad. them both next to your trailer home. Yeah. Trailer home. Tra- <laughs> trailer home. <laughs> home sweet trailer. All right, we got to go. That's podcast. Uh, Thank bye. you. Goodbye. <laughs>